the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea and Kasia. We are kicking off another week here. It is Monday. Oh, my. Yes, it is. But every day of the week, it's just an honor to be here with you guys and to share this time with you. Hey, write this number down, 888-344-1170. We've got a couple of amazing guests on tonight's show, but we'll definitely try to save some time to take your calls because I want to hear from you guys about the topics of the day. Uh, glad to have this man back with me. Follow me on Twitter, uh, by the way, at Andrea K. Show. I'm on Instagram at Andrea K. Show. I'm not spending much time at all over on Twitter because it just makes me want to jab myself in the eyeball with a pen to ease the pain. <laughs> but I still go there occasionally. We are streaming live right now on uh, The Answer San Diego's Facebook page and also in our private little group, Shh, Kaniacs where uh, y'all can feel free to be your most crazy conservative self over there. Speaking of crazy conservatives, he's back with me. He took Friday off. He needed to recharge his batteries after spending so much time with AK here. <laughs> well, I'm glad to have you back, my friend. It's DJ Potato Skins. Hey, does anyone want carrot sticks? Get them out of here. Great American <laughs> DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. I was a little worried the locks were going to be changed because I called in when I was out to dinner with my son for his birthday. I'm like, hey, I'm just going to call in surprise AK didn't even have enough time for the old potato skin I didn't even know you rang the little phone that gave us a little ringy dingy but uh, I've got to tell you it was it was good to spend a little time with my man carrot sticks yeah I got to bring so, back the good ones yeah so <laughs> so uh, it was some zany uh, so some zany times there at the end we did it was zany and it's going to get even zanier because we are going to have this dating show at some point in the future because let me tell you and uh, uh, on top of being as I said Friday on top of being uh, the voice of uh, the, the live uh, San Diego voice of conservatism here at the Answer San Diego. I am the voice of reason when I'm counseling these young men here as to the dating world out there, especially during COVID times. Um, but got to get serious here. I wish we could just sit and have fun, you know, every night of the week. And, you know, I, I posted earlier on Facebook. I said, look, here's here's uh, uh, every topic I've got to share with you all tonight. Here's the bottom line. We are no longer a nation of laws. The law officially became unlawful today in the United States of America. And we are talking about what is now illegal. Uh, the Constitution, first of all, because it is it is your you no longer have. The freedom of speech that you thought you had in this country, it is now unlawful. Freedom of speech is now unlawful. You know, what is lawful in this country? Racism. It is systemic now. It is institutionalized. And it is supported 
How is that part of the rule of law in the Constitution? You know what else is now unlawful? And what is what has or or another way to put it, what has been made lawful in the United States of America? What is made lawful is unconstitutional electioneering. Even if you don't even if you don't believe anything Mike Lindell had to say about Dominion, which, by the way, they filed a one point three billion dollar lawsuit against Mike Lindell today. If you've been halfway paying attention, you know that there was fraud and irregularities all across the country. You know, in the state of Pennsylvania alone, that 200,000 more people were certified as voters than they actually have registered voters in the state of Pennsylvania. And yet the Supreme Court today refused to hear the case. And this is the same issue, by the way. For which they ruled for George W. Bush in the year 2000. Larry Clayman from Freedom Watch, who was one of the founders of Judicial Watch, uh, will be here to talk specifically about SCOTUS. We've got to get into uh, some coronavirus news. We know what is is uh, uh, what the law being made unlawful, the U.S. Constitution that says uh, that, you know, you have the right to, you know, life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. And, it, you know, our Constitution was founded on uh, limited government. Uh, Well, we've got to get into some coronavirus news because we continue to have unconstitutional power grabs and controls over our persons, our businesses and our lives. And we've got an attorney who um, they YouTube took down his took down his video and it was of a government hearing. In which he dared to share some truths. But since we don't no longer have the rule of law and we no longer have free speech and now it's lawful to remove somebody's freedom of speech. Uh, we, we, we've got to have him on. His name is Thomas Renz. He's going to be here to talk about coronavirus. Um, first, uh, the, the breaking news over the weekend uh, was, and I don't know if you heard this story, uh, DJ Potato Skins, Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola, as we called it growing up. Coca-Cola. I was never a big Coke person growing up. I didn't like regular Coke. I am one of the very few people I'm going to have a little bit of fun for about two seconds that actually liked new Coke. When they went back to the original, I was severely disappointed. I didn't like any. I didn't like Coke at all. I didn't like, um, you know, Fresca was my jam when I was a kid. That was my soda. Okay. I know I was weird. I, I didn't like Coke. Now I really don't like Coke. Uh, a whistleblower in Coca-Cola in the, in the corporate office uh, was a part of a training session in which they are training their employees um, on how to undo their whiteness. I heard about this. Yeah. Now, this is back. The first story that we heard of this type of program going on, and I talked about it here on the show. It was Seattle. The city of Seattle hauled their white employees into the office and proceeded to put them through an undoing whiteness program. And I said, then nobody's talking about the story. I said, let me tell because this is how it starts. It's death by a thousand cuts. People will hear a little story of that. And they'll think, oh, that's just Seattle. Or that's just some little Seattle's loopy. Oh, you know, yeah, they're crazy. That's not going to happen everywhere. Then we found out that the one of the museums, I think it was the African American Museum in Washington, D.C., had done an undoing whiteness uh, exhibit, which is this is racist. So here's so uh, so this then we found out that this was actually uh, the type of thing that was being taught uh, in called critical race theory was being taught at the Department of Defense. So we now have the United States government institutionalizing racism against white people. So it only makes sense the corporations are going to get into it. Right. So um, this was a part of their program. 
it was basically about trying to teach them on how to be less white. So a lot of people were like, well, how do you how do you be less white? Because, you know, you're you're not allowed to, to claim that you're a person of color unless, unless you're Rachel Della's Al, then, then that makes it OK. But how do I be less white? What, what how how much darker am I supposed to be before now I'm accused of cultural appropriation? Right. I mean, I can't I, I can't have a kid go dressed as an American Indian on Halloween. So, you know, how, how do you how do you become less white? What does that even mean? Because I'm serious when I say that you're, you're not allowed to to we, we did. We talked about a story, I think it was on Friday to where the New York City schools had sent out eight, eight degrees of being white to the to the parents in, in the schools, asking them to that they need to, to reflect on what it means to be white. And, and one of the things they talked about was one one of the eight white regimes is to be a white voyeur. That's somebody who consumes black culture without the quote. And I'm quoting without the burden of being black. So I'm like, oh, what? So now I'm not allowed to watch Housewives of Atlanta, which I watched last night, by the way. It was a hideous episode. Well, as you and I have talked about, this is what they want. This is what the cultural Marxists want. They want to create racial division in this nation. That's how they're going to succeed. Well, well, this is clearly dividing because when you are targeting, when you are taking an entire race of people and basically saying that they're evil and there's something wrong with them simply because of their skin color, that is racism. Is that, the, is that the, the Biden administration's idea of unity? Is that anybody's idea of unity? That we're going to target an entire group of people and tell them they're evil? So people are like, well, what does it mean to be less white? Well, they're, well, first of all, you're right. It's part of the cultural Marxist movement because all and it, it, it's all been about. That's what identity politics has been about. It's about dividing us into categories. Just telling this group of people over here are victims. They're victims of who? It was Republicans. And now they're very clear. These groups of minorities are being victimized by white people here. And they've got, and it started out as first it was Republicans and it was conservatives. Then we had to hear about white privilege. And now it's specific into stereotypes of white people as all being evil. And here's what Coca-Cola said. To be less white is to, quote, be less oppressive. So all white people are oppressors. We're all evil dictators. To be less arrogant. So we're all a bunch of arrogant jackwagons. Thank you very much. To be less certain, to be less defensive, to be less ignorant. This just makes me so angry as I'm reading this. I can't even tell you. Imagine any corporation saying this about black people. Imagine a corporation saying this about women. Imagine a corporation saying this about transgender people. It gets worse. Uh, To be less white is to be more humble. To be less white is to listen. To be less white is to believe. This is weird. Believe what? I guess I guess to be less white is to is to allow ourselves to have our minds corrupted and turned into and into not allow not be allowed to think for ourselves. Uh, To be less white is to break with apathy because all white people are apathetic and don't give a crap about anybody else, right? To be less white is to break with white solidarity because we're all a bunch of of white nationalists and white supremacists. Could this be any more offensive? Could this be any more racist? And if we had the Constitution of the United States being implemented in this country or the, the civil rights, this wouldn't be allowed to happen. 
The reality is this is allowed to happen because minorities have been given protected class. We're going to talk about that later. Minorities have been given a protected class in this country. And there was a time in which we we needed it. We understand the history here, but that doesn't excuse this. You don't correct wrongs by targeting entire races of human beings and making this kind of offensive, stereotypical accusations against them. And again, I would like to know what conservatives and Republicans are standing up against this. None of them are. And had they stood up against this, Back when this PC crap started where if you wanted to enforce immigration laws in the same way that Bill Clinton talked about enforcing immigration laws and Nancy Pelosi and Harry Reid and the rest, then you hated brown people. And if you didn't want people brought in from terrorist infested countries when you couldn't vet who they are, you hated, you know, you were Islamophobic and on and on. Uh, Coke, as part of the training program, said in the U.S. and other Western uh, nations, white people are socialized to feel they are inherently superior because they are white. This is racism at its core. Anybody think this solves anything? They know that this doesn't solve anything. They know that this ultimately divides. And that's really what they want because they want to divide and marginalize. And Gina Carano was right when she said, she actually quoted the Auschwitz Memorial who said that it didn't start with the gas chambers. It started with pitting citizens against each other, declaring one one part of society, one part of the citizenry as evil. So what do you think is going to happen then when this gets ingrained into the youth of our country? That an entire race of human beings are this level evil. We're going to take a break. We come back. We got to switch gears and get into some SCOTUS rulings today. And continuing our discussion about how uh, the U.S. Constitution, we no longer are a nation of laws. Larry Clayman will be with us next. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. A-K, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Before the break, we were uh, talking about the Coca-Cola story, which is just absolutely, it's just disturbing to see the Constitution shredded like it is. All of our stories tonight, by the way, have to do with the fact that the, the law is now against the law in the United States of America, uh, including uh, now it's it's you no longer uh, have freedom of speech. Uh, I've got a story later that I think is pretty clear that the Bible is now going to be your your religious freedoms in the Bible are now going to be against the law. And uh, I think we can say that fair elections now mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, election integrity is now against the law, at least according to SCOTUS. Um, by the way, in wrapping up my Coca-Cola story, I said many years ago, I don't even believe in the concept of race. I think it's a man-made construct meant to divide us. And, um, you know, it, it, we need to, we needed to, this is, this has been a long time coming as part of the cultural Marxist movement. We should have never gone with the hyphenation business. We should have never had to check a box as to what our background is. And, you know, um, here we are. I got to shift gears, though, and talk about the SCOTUS ruling today. Larry Clayman joins me. He's a legal analyst and author. Y'all know he was founder of Judicial Watch, and now he's um, uh, the current chairman of Freedom Watch and author of the book, It Takes a Revolution. And he joins me now to talk about the SCOTUS ruling today, which is basically they just are not going to hear any of these election cases. And it's oh, Andrea, you know, yeah, I'm sorry I interrupted you. No, go ahead. 
I said, when I founded Judicial Watch, I coined the phrase, borrowed from no one's above the law. I put it because no one is above the law. And I guess today the expression should be because there is no law. As you're saying, there is no law. Mm-mm. We have no Supreme Court. We have no Justice Department that's going to represent the people. And we have no FBI. They're out there like the Gestapo now rounding people up who were there on January 6th in support of the president. We have no Congress. We saw the clowns that uh, took place in the last impeachment. They're the reasons for January 6th, not the people that were peacefully in Washington, D.C. And, of course, you've got the judges. And that's what I write about in my book. Jefferson predicted, as we've said, that because they're unelected, unaccountable to the people, they would become despots and tyrants, which is what they've become. And these judges don't want to stick their neck out because they have a really happy life. They have, you know, pension. They have lifetime tenure, they think. They don't really. We can talk about that. And, uh, you know, why rock the boat? So they don't want to be involved. Yeah. We might as well, we might as well be disbanded. They're of no use to us. They're, they're literally of no use to us whatsoever. And, you know, one of the things I pointed out last week and, and again today on Twitter, conservatives have to stop thinking a couple of things. First of all, they've got to stop assuming that because somebody's a Catholic, that means that they're a constitutional conservative. Okay. As I've said before a couple of weeks ago, look down at Louisiana, which is the only state divided by Catholic parish, and tell me if you think that those people are running that state and have run that state as constitutional conservatives. Okay. Another thing is uh, conservatives need to stop thinking that anybody coming out of these cesspools, these communist cesspools called the Ivy League institutions are going to produce anybody who's a constitutional conservative. Uh, The Democrats don't need to pack the court. It's already been packed by a bunch of justices whose uh, only concern is how they can conserve their reputations amongst the left. Brett Kavanaugh, you know, hiring an all female uh, clerk staff, which is racist in and of itself uh, proved that point. So, you know, uh, here we are, Larry Clayman. We have no law in the United States of America, which means today with this ruling, since they're not going to hear this about elections, how are we ever supposed to think that that, uh, there's ever going to be a fair election again? There won't be. And that's why, Andrea, and you're invited. I'm calling for a third Continental Congress. It was our second that signed the Declaration of Independence, I've argued it and signed it. I'm going to have it in Philadelphia Memorial Day, and I'm going to sit around with experts, and I want to talk about, you know, how we form a new government, because we don't have a government at all. It doesn't. Look at what we've got in Washington today, 20,000 troops, because both the Democrats and Republicans think that they're going to be overthrown. Mm-hmm. The irony is, those troops are on the side of the people, you know, and we saw that on January 6th. This was not just a bunch of crazy people on both sides. There were some crazy people, but most of these people were ordinary Americans. They walked into the Capitol. They had had it. They said, we can't take it anymore. They rose up. It was a mini storming of the Bastille, July 4th, 1789, in France. And that's what they failed to admit. They know what it's about, and that's why they got 20,000 troops guarding themselves, you know, as if there's some precious prize there in Washington, D.C., you know, leave them alone. You know, yeah, well, it's also the about the out. it's also about the optics, too, because this is about uh, they they have been very clever to use. Uh, I think that they knew that this January 6th thing was going to happen. The FBI knew it was. They hit it all. Uh, they they made the decision to not. Uh, Trump wanted increased National Guards uh, there, and they specifically said no. The Capitol Police knew that there was a risk, and they didn't do anything to beef up security. In fact, they waved people in. I'm even suspicious that the Capitol Police, there was an entrapment 
going on. To me, it is entrapment when you've got police welcoming, waving people in, and now they're being, you know, um, there's using facial recognition to try to round these people up, and it's all about trying to uh, push for the fact, the narrative that's already seeping into the minds of Americans that anybody that questions the outcome of an election is an insurrectionist, is a domestic terrorist, and that can't be allowed in, in going well, forward in right. the United States. Look at Merrick Garland's confirmation hearing today. His first priority is to round up the people that were in Washington, D.C. and prosecute them. Has no problem with regard to James Comey, Andrew McCabe, Clapper, Brennan, the Lovebirds, the Obamas, the Clintons, and of course the Bidens, who perhaps have even surpassed the Clintons in criminality with regard to the money that was laundered into the family coffers of the Biden family by the communist Chinese, Russia, and Ukraine. Has no problem with that. But we got to round up ordinary Americans who were there to peacefully protest mm-hmm. and who walked into the Capitol. And most of the people that walked into the Capitol were not criminals. They were ordinary Americans. There's this one guy, Cleet Keller, an Olympic gold medal, win- medal winner twice, 2008, 2004, in swimming. He gets indicted on seven counts just simply because he was in the Capitol. And now we got the FBI going out like it's the Gestapo, mm-hmm. rounding people up. And this is to make sure that people stay quiet. They stay in their place. They stay enslaved. And, and this is the way they want them. They want us down and they want us to be pliant to whatever they want to do. And as, well, and as well as going after trying to find out any, any active duty military that were off duty that day that participated, because that's also a way of trying to purge the military and sending the message, in which we've got uh, the new uh, the head of, I think it's um, – Austin, I think is his name, has said he wants 60, 60 days stand down in the military so they can route out, you know, who these dangerous uh-huh. people are. I mean, I'm what's in the death? You know, he's not worried about China. He's not worried about Iran. He's worried about transsexuals being in the military. This is his priority. OK, I mean, it's insane. Insane. Well, it is insane. And, you know, I, I, I said at the top of the show, you know, I, I cannot be a show that does Pollyanna puffery. I have to be straight with the people as to where I see this nation. And I even was disappointed in um, Justice Thomas's uh, dissent today. I didn't think it was strong enough. Um, he said, you know, he talked about Pennsylvania and that basically he stuck to the fact that you, you cannot have under the Constitution only the state legislatures can be making changes to the election laws uh, for the federal level. And he added in language that says, in this case, uh, we don't see that there was enough that would have overturned the, fe- the, the outcome. That's weasel speak to me. We don't we, we there has right. never there, right. there, there, there has never been a court that has allowed anybody to come in and present any evidence. I felt like that that in and of itself was disappointing to me with Justice Thomas. And well, you know, like hear no evil, see no evil, do no evil. You know, the three of them up there and Gorsuch and Alito. I mean, they want to be part of the club. You know, it's very comfortable to live in Washington, D.C., make a lot of money. You're there for life and you get to go to the parties in Georgetown and, you know, ha 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 to the rest of the country. We're better than they are. We're the elites. Well, Thomas is everybody else. Well, excuse me for interrupting. Yeah. Thomas's wife uh, came under some fire because she had she had on the day of the rally. She was like supporting uh, this the march. Um, And then he actually came out and she ended up doing an apology to his 
clerk staff that she participated in it. When she said, you know, that uh, tweeted out whatever it was in support of the rally, it was before there was any violence. So I think that... that no, I know Ginny and I, and I know Clarence. Okay, they're the best that's up there. I mean, it could, it could be better, but they're better than the rest. <laughs> but yes, I mean, it's a weasel thing. And the American people, Andrew, this is what I write in my, in my book. We're going to do a citizen's grand jury on March 17th. We're going to seek the indictment of Biden and his son and uh, Frank for the massive bribery scheme that they uh, committed. We need to hold everybody accountable. The people need to bring back their legal system to themselves. And that's what it says in the Declaration of Independence. The law of nature and nature is God. That's what we adhere to. Mm -hmm. And right now, we don't have a legal system. We don't. No, we don't. And that's what I wrote about in, in the book. You know, we don't have it. It's the most corrupt profession in the United States, the legal profession. I'm a lawyer. I take heat from the Bar Association in D.C. for that because they're leftists. They all contributed to Obama, Clinton, and Biden. But we don't have a legal system, and it, it's corrupt to the core. And it, it is. It, and the, and it rots from the, from the head down, from the Supreme Court on down. Absolutely. And there's a reason why most of our Congress people are lawyers and they shouldn't be. And that was not really how, how our Congress uh, was intended. They were farmers. They were local business people. And slowly over time, uh, you know, our government was taken over by lawyers. And so they know they're masters at, uh, and it's an adversarial system, and they're masters at manipulating the law against us. And here we are. Well, you know what? And you over know time. Joke. Why is it that a, a lawyer is never attacked by a shark? Professional courtesy. <laughs> it's true, but it's also um, frightening because of the power that they have. And I've been saying for a while that that power was moved from the executive branch over to the Department of Justice. And um, I've actually spoken out against Hannity many times because he kept saying for four years it was just a few people at the top. No, it's not just a few people at the top of the FBI. The issues with the DOJ extends across no. this country and our right. courts at all levels. DAs that were bought by George Soros, um, like the St. Louis DA who, you know, didn't go after any of those BLM or Antifa people that broke down private property and were threatening the lives of homeowners. They arrested the homeowners. Larry Krasner, DA in Philadelphia. I represent eight cops that were fired for no reason because they were claimed to be racist. Okay, elected with Soros's money. Larry Krasner, a real poor excuse for an attorney, uh, district attorney. Well, our, de- our Department of Justice is absolutely corrupt. Uh, so is our FBI top law enforcement agency in the land. Um, I, I didn't even watch Merrick Garland's, uh, you know, uh, confirmation hearings today. Um, he was supposedly asked about uh, Durham, whether or not he's going to keep Durham. He might as well keep Durham because Durham's not going to do anything anyway. Why not just have one more swamp dweller, you know, living off the teat of the American taxpayers, pretending that they're going to hold people accountable when they're not? Um, it's- well, this is the problem with Hannity, uh, Andrea, is that he kept promising things to people. People don't believe it anymore. Okay. And, you know, you got to hear the hard cold truth. And you give it to them, I give it to them, and I hope that it starts sinking in. And it has. January 6th was the beginning of them figuring out that this government is corrupt to the core. Absolutely. Well, I intend to be there, so you keep me posted on anything you want me to get involved in. Y'all need to read Larry's book, It Takes a Revolution, and I thank you for being here, my friend. Thanks. God bless me, Andrea. Thanks. Thank you. All right, stay tuned. we got another attorney coming up. This one was canceled. They're trying to cancel him because he dared. He dared to uh, dispute some of things that uh, Fraud Fauci and Dr. Badteeth were saying about this coronavirus. Stay tuned for attorney Thomas Renz. He'll be here next. 
Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. A-K, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Now, y'all know I love my music as much as anybody, but I'm looking up at the monitors here, and I see a local news outlet doing a story that Daft, about Daft Punk reti- retirement. I mean, really? Everything going on in this world right now? And that's what you think is like, you know, big news about Daft Punk retiring. It may not be important, but I actually kind of like them. And I'm well, I sad. like them too. But I mean, can we can we keep it? You know, a hundred as the kids say. It. Talk about what matters. Breaking today. news. Yeah, I mean, today we, you know, um, I, I passed by in uh, La Jolla today. Some of my favorite restaurants closed, closed. I mean, out of business. These are people's dreams that have been destroyed. And what's being done because to get them back open again? Nothing's being done to get them back open again because it's it's all about power. And today, I'm hearing even on a local radio station today, we reached the milestone of 500,000 people died to COVID. We got Biden doing some you know ceremony, half staff, as though anybody who dies from coronavirus, their death is is worse than somebody who's burying a child today from cancer, right? I mean, you know, uh, th- which is just a, an abomination. Everybody loses a loved one; their heart is t- is torn out of their chest. 500,000 people died. Really? Show me the numbers on that. How many of those died falling off a ladder? How many of those died from a motorcycle accident? We know they're inflating the numbers. That's just one of the many lies that has been told to the American people so that the governments can can seize control of our lives, our businesses. I said from the jump, masks were a mind control device. They didn't have any data or science to support the shutdowns. I was a lone voice from the beginning, but you know what? And I was actually aggravated that we, a couple high-profile supposed big-named Republican attorneys in the state of California, one of which I asked on my show, I said, how come you didn't do any lawsuit about these masks that's the original sin of of a regulation well i've got an attorney now thomas wrens out of ohio family of mine that lived in ohio for 30 years tipped me off to him today uh that he spoke some truth to ohio at a hearing and then google took it down he's thomas wrens from the wrens law group and he's been hired to uh, fight for the rights of americans ensuring that the constitution is honored during the response to covid well scovis scotus kind of trampled the constitution today um, but he's going to continue fighting for it and he joins me now hello mr wrens welcome to the andrea k show Hey, thanks so much for having me. Okay, so um, how'd you get involved in this, and and what what did you share with Ohio that was so controversial? Well, I got involved because I just couldn't stand by and watch this. Um, you mentioned some of those big firms and respected firms. Well, when none of them would answer the call, everybody got stuck with a guy like me. <laughs> so, uh, you know... I, I just couldn't handle it. I, you know, I'm watching it affect my family, my friends, my kids, my parents, everyone around me. And it wasn't affecting them because everybody was dying of this tragic disease, although I did lose someone close to me. What did happen, though, was our rights got trampled, our Constitution got trampled, and, you know, apparently we were just supposed to shut up and take it. So we, we started that fight, and uh, we've done a lot. But then we we really we blew it here apparently because we had the audacity to actually speak truth mm-hmm. on the on the record to the legislature and that was that was too much so they had to take us down and now I'm getting uh, you know all of these hit pieces from a lot of the a lot of the press outlets 
that are very, very friendly to this narrative all over the country. Yeah. What exactly did you share? Did you share like I did that they were inflating the numbers? I mean, now I guess the flu has been eradicated, right? Because now we're, you know, we're not hearing anything about the flu anymore. We know that they're including flu numbers in this. Uh, We know that they weren't even testing people, that anybody who died with, you know, a sniffle, you know, in California uh, was, you know, declared as a covid death um and on and on and on oh you're so dead on i mean so we have a case before one of our cases is in federal court and we're uh, suing the department of health and human services for just that reason yeah we've got it yeah you can fact check this all you want i mean in march the the dhhs issued a new rule i have it it's it's on paper, you can fact check away. They issued a new rule, and in that rule, it said we expect that this new rule is going to result more times than not in a death being called a COVID death. I mean, they inflated the numbers. There's no question. So, no, the the thing that really I think got them, and yes, we talked about that stuff, and we talked about a lot of different things, and we talked about the fact that, you know, the number uh, number one cause of death between 10 and 14 year olds in Ohio is suicide. Think about that. Mm. Babies killing themselves wow. because we what we're doing to them the failure we're having. But I think the thing that really got them was I actually had the audacity to talk about who's behind this. You know, the reality is this has been politicized from the beginning. There's a group called Resolve to Save Lives. It's a bunch of people. It's headed up by a guy from Obama CDC, and it's funded by Gates, Zuckerberg, Bloomberg, and a bunch of these billionaires who are all going to make a whole bunch of money off of the medicine that they're selling on this and the fear that they're promoting on this mm-hmm. and the the big tech that's controlling the narrative. It's unbelievable. But, well, yeah, you know, we're being. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was uh, just well, getting... we're being censored by these same people. They right. control the tech. They control the message. They control everything. Well, absolutely. It was pretty. It should have been pretty clear to everybody early on that hydroxychloroquine was working, and the reason why Fauci and others didn't want it was because Fauci wanted to push resdemivir. Because he was going to make a lot of money. And, of course, they needed to keep the case count high and they needed to stop people from trying any therapeutics and misuse the Emergency Use Act to push a vaccine because there's going to be a whole lot of money in it. And then in the meantime, while waiting and dragging out uh, the this vaccination, which I don't intend to take because the truth about that is horrifying, uh, they can continue to push of uh, to have controls over us. And even with the vaccination now, Fauci is still saying you got to wear a mask and, and, and double mask now and practice d- social distancing he said we're not even going to get back to normal till at least uh, until 2022 this was always about control and i think president trump made a huge mistake when he trusted fauci and uh burks from the beginning but we don't have to continue on this track except here's the problem is that we don't have the rule of law anymore we've got amy coney barrett who had the gall to say that gavin newsom has the right to tell people whether or not they can sing in church how are we going to get out of this? Yeah. Well, we have a number of, of very, very strong things that we're, going to, we're trying to do in court. But from the beginning, it's been clear that we not only have to challenge it in the court, but we also have to challenge it in the court of public opinion. And sadly, even on the, comp- the conservative side, and, you know, if there's one thing that Trump did wrong in his presidency, it was his COVID response. Mm-hmm. From beginning to end, yes. he had the wrong people telling him the wrong things, and it was not good. 
Uh, so what we have to do is we now have to re-educate even the conservative side, let people know the truth about this, let them know that they've been getting played from the beginning on this. And, you know, it's a real disease. There are people that have died from of it. Of course. But they're lying through their teeth when they're talking about what it is. It is roughly, and this is just what the numbers are showing, it's roughly the seasonal flu. It's, you know, maybe a bad flu season. We would be able to tell that better if they weren't lying to us all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, if we actually had the real data so that we could make decisions, if they counted the COVID deaths the same way that they count every other death in the United States, all deaths are counted the same way except for COVID-19. I wonder why that is. Well, yeah. So, yeah. And the interesting thing is, uh, Mr. Renz, is when the vaccine started killing seniors and we and I did a story about uh, clusters, it was, well, they were going to die anyway because they're old and they've got comorbidities. So, um, so you've got a 90 something year old who, who gets a vaccine and dies and it's, well, we don't know that that's related to the vaccine because they have comorbidities are going to die anyway, but a 93 year old with comorbidities dies with the sniffles and it's got to be COVID. I mean, you know, uh, why is anybody still buying into this insanity anymore? Well, the reason, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to actually play devil's advocate for you. I'm going to tell you why they're buying into it. Because the people who are behind these lies are very, very brilliant people. This was one of the most well-planned just frauds on the American people I've ever, I, I mean, it's hard to even fathom. And it's so, I mean, you've got, it doesn't matter where you look. The media is owned by the same group of people. You know, there's a handful of people that own most of the media. You guys being on one of the, the few stations, it's an exception. Uh you know, the the online where people go to get their news is being censored in just dramatic and radical ways. I mean, it, you, who would have thought I, we live in it's like living in uh, kind of a junior version of China. Well, yeah. In you fact, know, so, I don't know if you heard this report, Mr. Renz, but the uh, House Democrats now are targeting Newsmax, Fox News and one one America's news. And um, they, and they say they're going to go after radio, which I said from the jump. And now we own Salem owns our, you know, our stations but they could still try to enforce you know regulations on us to our control our speech but they've put uh the these house democrats sent a letter to the all these cable networks and said we want to know why you still have them on your um how do they put it let me see if i can find the actual quote here are you planning to continue carrying fox news oann and newsmax on your platform both now and beyond the renewal date if so why and they have given the uh the cox and spectrum and all of them till march 8th to respond that's some chilling communist kind of stuff isn't it Oh, it's absolutely terrifying. And, you know, there are there are a few Democrats that know better. And, you know, it's only been in the last. I mean, the Democrats, you know, they've always had their own way of doing things. But in the last probably 10, 15 years, they have really gone just a lot of them have gone totally nuts. I don't know. You know, the Kennedy Democrats that existed you know, many, many years ago, they're, they're long gone. Yeah. You know? And it's like the, the new party is just I mean, Back in Hoover's days, a lot of these people would have been convicted of treason. I mean, not that that was necessarily the best way to do it, but Jesus, this is just insanity. It is. 
And um, I, I do a segment on Fridays, an education segment, and we've been talking for a while that when the left took over our education system, the, a, part, a huge part of the reason why they're able to be getting this kind of stuff over, it put the panic in We've got Americans saying, yes, you know, pay me to stay at home, destroy businesses. You know, it's OK for Black Lives Matter to burn down businesses, but, you know, you can't go peacefully protest an election. All that is because uh, they've been playing a long game and they've churned out now a couple of um, at least one generation of uh, little communist little little uh, soldiers for the state and um, who were not we're not teaching kids the value of the First Amendment rights anymore uh, or the value of America and our Constitution instead they're hustling communism on our kids in schools and that's a huge problem and they and um, yes. they so they've got all these snowflakes that think that it's okay to shut somebody up that they shouldn't have to hear any opposing view and when they could just change the channel final thoughts yeah. mr. Renz. Listen, you don't have to like what I have to say, but you got to respect that I have the right to say it. We have a free country. We've been scared into submission. We've been scared into giving our rights, and we have two options. We either come together and stand up for freedom, or it's going to be gone, and we'll be China or the United States of China in the next couple decades, because that's where we're going. Well, I thank you for standing up for us, and um, I know it's got to be tough being under the cancel culture, you know, um, being having that that target put on your back and i applaud you for what you're doing for freedom thank you for being here thanks so much for having me i appreciate it all right take good care all right now stay tuned we got more to talk about so don't go away be sure to follow andrea k on twitter at andrea k show and follow her on facebook and like her fan page at andrea k spelled k-a-y-e andrea k bringing the world a much needed reality check you're listening to the andrea k show on the answer san diego Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. On tomorrow night's show, we're going to get into this Biden's Equality Act. And this is where I open the show by talking about how we no longer have the law in this country, as Larry Clayman said. And the law is now against the law. And what was unlawful is now legal in this country, one of which is to uh, completely this Equality Act. You know, I, I was telling somebody earlier, it's, whatever the Democrats, uh, you know, act is, it's always the opposite of what they say it is. Like the Affordable Care Act was never about affordability, right? Or they want to say, you, you know, abortion is women's health care, which is the opposite. There's no health care. Or the We the People Act they want to Yeah, exactly. Or the We the People Act. So what the Equality Act is really about is really about, it's, a, it's, it's about making the Bible unlawful. And we're going to get into the details and why that is tomorrow. We might as well end on something funny. Thanks to DJ um, Potato Skin. We're going to do that because, you know, um, the, our stories are so tough right now. we got to make sure we have a little fun. Um, so, okay. So we know the woke left is always looking to see who they can cancel. <laughs> they, YouTube blocked a chess channel. <laughs> because they you know there's black pieces and there's white pieces on the yep, chessboard chess which player and yes which i learned watching queen's gambit yep great show phenomenal show i hope it comes back but i guess there's language like um black uh, oh and white attack and threat i guess that's part of like you play chess i yeah, guess that's part of the very common terms very common terms and so the algorithms i guess or the keywords that they search flagged for it. you know flagged it and they took it down. They put it back up after 24 hours, um, which, you know, why did it take them 24? I guess maybe they were so embarrassed or something. Chess has been canceled. 
Um, so they put that back up. But the a Croatian chess player, Antonio Radic, um, he's still blocked. So, um, oh, it's uh, white must attack and black threat. Those are a couple of the sayings. Um, so this is just goes to show the absurdity of where we're at in, in this country. Um, I laughed out loud when I saw it. I mean, it's... <laughs> It's 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 unbelievable. Well, it just also goes to show the the extent of what they will go through, the the mechanisms that are in place to constantly be watching over us. It's actually not funny to think that we are being so watched by Big Brother uh, for controls, for the purpose of controlling. I've always said control the message and you control minds. And the extent I, I never would have thought as much as I've somebody who even started doing a show because I was concerned uh, about the, I knew that the end game was communism for the left, and I, I didn't think that I'd see it already. So many aspects of it in place in my lifetime, and it's really frightening. It's very scary. It's really scary because this is how they this is how they get it over on you. You know, they start with the indoctrination, and then they control speech, and before you know it, you're only hearing what the Marxists want you to hear. Well, we're going to keep speaking the truth, and we will do it tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Thanks to my guests, Larry Clayman and Thomas Renz. Thank you, Skins. Thanks to the listeners. Peace out.